Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to World of Hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted Dungeon Master Brian, returning once again for another episode of our Dragon's Demand run-through, episode 15. But before we begin, I want to remind everybody out there how they can get in touch with the show as I slightly adjust this camera. Remember, write into the show at worldofhard20podcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Jose Zamora. We appreciate you writing in. Also, don't forget... Visit the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com. Check us out on all of our social media footprints, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those wonderful, wonderful social media places. Yeah, let's just say that. Uh, don't forget, we have a YouTube channel at RollTheHard20. Subscribe to us there. Hit that little bell so you make sure you never miss when we populate another video. Also, uh, don't forget, we are currently in the pre-production of our next Delta Green run-through scenario. Future perfect. And let me tell you, I got the hard slingers of yore. We will be slinging those dice. I know that by the time you see this video, we will have already recorded it. But for me, it's like 48 hours away. I can't wait. I can't wait. And I know you can't wait for this episode either. So you know what? I'm not going to uh, take up any more of your time. I'm just going to say, you know what? Let's Warm up our dice and top off our glass as Roll the Hard 20 podcast presents episode 15 of our Dragon's Demand run through the Grey Hands Tavern. How are things going in the north? Yeah, you're you're working on the wall, right? Is is that where you're going with that, Junior? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's what it looks like. From Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> What's beyond the wall? Oh God, oh. I want to rewatch that series. I'm watching or... it for the first time right now. Really? Oh, I'm I only... loving it. God, well, he finally I turned through... a certain age where he was able to start watching <laughs> scenes like that. <laughs> I know. I always had to do the like the cover of the eyes, like. <clears throat> There's a booby. I I watched. <laughs> I think like season five. Um, oh, that's when it gets good. Yeah, yeah. And then season yeah. six is when it doesn't. Oh, really? Is it? I, I no, I probably I just, did have like a dead season. Yeah, you know, a lot of people lamb basted the last season. I I didn't think it was that bad because if you start real realizing the why things went the way they did, I could kind of see it. And I had uh, somebody online try to explain it via YouTube. And it was just like a little bit. I don't even know if they were on the right trail with that. But it was enough for me to say, okay, I could see where this whole thing went and then extrapolate from there and say, okay, this is why it was like that. And Well, didn't and they, I, uh, John, or didn't they say that they, uh, they tried? Spoilers, to- by the way, everybody out there listening no, to no, the no, show. No not spoilers it's just uh didn't they say that they fast forwarded or they speed lined it just to uh because they didn't get the books out or something or i don't know what it was it they were no, trying to catch up the 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 books didn't get finished uh, weren't finished being written yep. and so hbo said well we're not going to wait and so supposedly they spoke with um R. R. george rr R. martin and said this is what we have and what do you have? And I guess they supposedly compared notes and, and he said, okay, you guys are, are, that's where I was going to be basically going. So they just took the liberty of going on without him. And I think they did that with the last two seasons, actually. They did. Yeah. yeah. And finish the books yet. Yeah. And I don't know if he ever will, or if the manuscripts ever written, but there was this one um, author years ago and uh, he wrote like the ninja series and the guy that that wrote the the born series ludlum died and this guy actually took over for him and continued the born series i guess he had gotten the authorization from his estate and his wife to continue the series so yeah she wanted to keep getting paid well basically yeah yeah, i think i think the guy's name was lust batter i i think the guy that wrote the ninja series that sounds like, like a porn name I know totally. Yeah, that's <laughs> got a lot. Kind of, you know, it, it was actually the series was really good. Uh, all right, straight out of Silicon Valley. Here we go. Snap. <laughs> um, very nineties esque uh, series, though. Anyways, all that being said, fuck it. 
Well, I want to thank all you guys for joining me on Zoom. And I'll see you next week. All right. Just kidding. <laughs> Yay. Oh, uh, we like, ready? I got, a, I got a drink to go enjoy. Yeah, that's right. Totally. Go enjoy. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying me, it right now. Let me close up these blinds just a little. Is everybody ready? Yeah. All let's right. Let's wait, get this. Wait, wait, wait. We got one important dr- question. What are we drinking tonight? Who wants to lead this off? I'm just drinking wine. Stella. 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 I like it. Ryan. Ryan, what'd you got? Uh, I've got my usual, which is uh, a coconut buy with vodka. Coconut buy with Rufy. Right on. All right. Woodford in old fashioned mix until I run out because I'm probably going to. And then as an old standby on reserve, I got what's left of an 805, which was my pre pre game. What do you got, Junior? What are you drinking? It's Woodford Wednesday. Yeah. Is it it ever anything else? Mm -mm. Any day that ends with why. Why not? Greetings, fellow singers. Welcome back to World of Heart 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted Dungeon Master Brian, and with me, the Hammered Heart Slingers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Before we begin, I want to give a shout out to Jose Zamora. Not Thulsa Dooms Zamora for all you Conan phones at fans out there. But uh, he recently wrote into the show and says he likes our Dragon's Demand run through. Uh, he has been listening to it and he's local here in Orange County. And he says that uh, he can't wait to see us at one of our live show venues. So that's going to be something that will be on our itinerary sometime in the future, I suppose. Right. Oh, wait, I'm going to have to talk to my agent now. Great. Let me know. You can talk to uh, the show coordinator, Nala. Get in here. Anyways, always, uh, by the way, he when he wrote into the show, he wrote into our Gmail account at rollhard20podcast at gmail.com. All you hard fellow slingers out there, please feel free to write into the show at that web uh, email address. Sorry. Man, I had too much of this shit. I'm going to have to back off. Woo! Never going to get this thing handled. By the way, follow us on any one of our social media footprints, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find us on YouTube at Roll the Hard 20. Subscribe to us, hit that little like bell. Anything else, Junior? Yeah, for 25 cents a day. No, sorry, Sally Struthers. It's a it's a buck a month, man. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh god. So I gotta extrapolate that 30 days. It's a dollar cent a day. Yeah. Patreon.com slash roll the hard 20 <laughs> podcast for as little as a dollar. cents a day. We're not going to break this into a peso, okay? <laughs> For as little Five as a, a day. Moving on. <laughs> you blew it, Junior. You're dead to me. Okay, so when we last left off, uh, you guys had begun to explore Belhaim and a little more, actually. You visited the blacksmith Bacchus and his helpers, Huey, Dewey, Louie, and Clyde. You know what that's from? Three Stooges? No. Pac-Man, dude. Pac-Man. The ghosts. You procured a few items from him, and then you watched as he left, saying that he was going to be heading off to Greyhands, which was a tavern. You then headed to... And he even invited us. He did. You then headed off to Delbin's place, a dwelling where you had heard a hammer banging late, late at night as you guys were returning back from the Baroness's manor and returning into the town proper. Uh, Warren, now, it had been several years, several hundred years since you had actually walked in Belheim and mm-hmm. being back on the streets and stuff. Yeah, the streets. Uh, this place looks nothing like it looked when you were originally here. Right. Uh, how does it feel to kind of be in the area that you once knew and yet well, completely unfamiliar, almost as though it's a, like a dream of a sense. Uh, it is very much a dream. Um, but uh, Warren was also a uh, fairly sheltered individual growing up. He did not spend much time in these smaller towns. And so uh, it became much more obvious when his good compatriot Stabby had expressed some concerns. 
um, which just gave him like a moment of, of, of focus and clarity of perhaps he should be a little less ostentatious. Well, there was a point when you guys were on your way to Delbin's devices, his, this place that was at the end of the, uh, the street. Mm-hmm. And you had asked Stubby to hold out his hand and he refused to accommodate you. But it seemed like you had asked as a way to build a certain kind of trust with him, but it was rebuffed. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it was uh, Flint, Flint Hardbaked who ended up taking the ring from you and, and holding onto it for a little while. Uh, did you want to give any type of narration as to why Warren had chose to have Stubby use that or hold on to your ring for you or is there anything about that that you wanted to say or you want to just kind of keep that close to the chest for now? Um, because uh, Stabby had one of the reasons was because Stabby had expressed that concern. I knew that uh, he had um, a certain level-headedness that would probably serve better that I had not really had as poignant an example of from Flint or, or, or Sirkin, our other companions. Um, and not to say that they aren't perfectly level-headed, it just, we haven't had that exchange yet, so. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how the dynamic between you and Stubby play out. Mm. Stubby, is there anything you wanted to add to that? Or you want to keep that kind of close to your your chest as to why you were kind of apprehensive about taking the ring? I'll just say this. I I think I alluded to it uh, and said pretty clearly, you know, during the the exchange that, um, you know, Stubby, he he had a rough life up to this point, you know, uh, being a slave. So he's he's um, not trusting of of most people, um, and and not knowing what uh, Warren's intentions were by by placing his hands in in Warren's hands, um, he has to he has to earn and gain and build trust with with his party members before he um, you know uh, allows that those types of things to happen to him. A little foreplay, huh? It is a little foreplay. Well, it'll be interesting to see how the dynamics evolve as you guys go through. And in which case, um, you guys had knocked on Delbin's door and, and spoke with him briefly. He really wasn't in much of a mood to talk with you and basically ushered you guys back out. And what was it you guys want to do at this point as you stand on the doorstep of this individual's uh, business slash residence? Um, well... Go ahead. Yeah, it, it's clear that that this gentleman does uh, is a night owl. Um, I, I don't believe we have time to wait around, um, you know, for him to wake up and and examine his uh, wares and his shop. We'll we'll get to him later. So I, I think um, yeah, I think we really need to um, look at Hun Clay's residence at this point before we venture venture into. Um, you know the the mines or the caverns or the quarry whatever the quarry. whatever it was <laughs> i don't recall did we did we pick up all of our um blacksmith I items i believe no. we're still waiting for some asirkin's equipment to be done okay right yeah yeah I, I i look at the party and say look i i folks i think it's time that we gather our uh gather our items and and uh, make sure we have everything before uh, continuing upon our journey. I think so too. If we do have to wait for another hour or so, we certainly do have an invitation to uh, relax a little bit. We can avail ourselves of that. I would would agree with that, um, that maybe we defer an hour, spend some time with the blacksmith Perhaps he can give us some information that's uh, important to our mission after he's had a few, but he is a half orc, so he might take a little while to get boozed up. I look pointedly at Flint at that. Well, it's good that we have 
you know, if we're following stereotypes, we've got someone of equal reputation here. That's right. Dwarfy <laughs> boy. That's you look right. entirely too pleased. So, Sirkin, what, what is your take on all this? As you hear, um, they're kind of bantering back and forth, trying to decide what their next course of action is. What is it you think you should be doing? Yeah, Sirkin kind of believes the same thing. It's kind of a dead end uh, staying here right now. Kind of just waiting. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. Let's go grab around a drink or something like that. Let's talk to the blacksmith. See if we can get more information from him, and then pick up the equipment, and then head on our way. Okay. So, the last time that you had heard uh, what Bacchus had said, he was heading to Greyhand's Tavern, which is back in the... Uh, you'd have to go back into the middle of the town, and then head up uh, Devi Road. And I believe it was numbered... The address of that was number 35. Um, Greyhands? 35 was the address yep. for Greyhands. Yep. Greyhands, yes. So you tell me what you guys would like to do. I think you just nailed it right there. Nailed it? Okay. So you guys make your way back uh, back along Canticleer Road to where it crosses with a large dirt road. You see that uh, there's Timex General Store not too far away, and you know that Greyhands is north up this Devi Road. You start making your way up there, and you pass several large buildings on the right-hand side, some smaller dwellings on the left-hand side, which is east and west, respectively. And then you see this old-looking, rundown building. Looks like the shingles are kind of falling off. You see that there's grime and dust on these front window sills and there's really not much in the way of a door other than a few uh, pivoting panels that appear to be maybe two feet tall that are held in the midpoint of the doorway like the old-fashioned saloon type doors now right now it by the way right now it's about noon time so can I, uh, I'd like to roll a perception check and see if, if, uh, I see anybody is, uh, observing us from afar. Okay. Good call. I'm, I'm not going to observe shit, but I got a six. Yeah. You're not, you're not certain if you see anybody following you or in any of the darkened alleys that are adjacent to like the amphitheater, which is one of the bigger structures right before you get to gray hands it's on the the eastern side of the road just before you get to it um in any of the other smaller buildings on the, across the way i i look to the party and say look we we need to be on high alert guys you know I've, I've seen twice now um somebody observing us from the shadows so we need to watch our backs especially when we enter into gray hands Agreed. There's actually a question that I have for all of you, um, but I think it would be best when we're in, perhaps, when we're not in the middle of the, the road here. Uh, as I say that, I'll take a quick look around myself and pretend and probably somewhat fail to be, like, inconspicuous about looking what's around. I have a feeling that uh, uh, Stabby might uh, just facepalm a little bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I did get a 13. Looking around? Yeah, as far just, a, as... just a perception check. You know, it's really difficult to tell because now we're starting to get into more of the afternoon of people moving and milling about. But it does look as though there's somebody across the way. Uh, looks as though he's, he's looking at a building... But occasionally he kind of looks back into the street, looks up a little bit to the north, and he's he's almost uh, more southern on the western side of the street. But occasionally he looks in your direction and then kind of looks back to what he's doing as though he's, he's taking into account whatever's going on through the windows of this leatherworks shop. Mm. Could be a health inspector. 
He's like this. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> what's inside this so window funny. here? All day long. Okay. <laughs> I, I say we continue to uh, Greyhands. Okay. As you enter, you see that it's it's pretty dark compared to the outside light. You see that there maybe six patrons inside. You see Bacchus at one part of the bar, one end of the bar, and he's already got like three empty mugs in front of him. You see it. Some of the tables that are in the middle of the room, there's two people at one, another person at another. You see a barkeep behind the bar, obviously. And you see an old man at the other end of the bar away from Bacchus. And he looks like he's probably got five empty mugs in front of him. Oh, shit. Okay, as uh, Flint walks in, uh, he would like to get... As we're walking into the building, I want to... um, Make a quick perception check and see if there's any other exits other than the front door. Uh, that is 16. 16, you notice that there is a, a set of doors that are behind the bar, but not directly, but to the north end of it, as though you would walk around the bar and then immediately turn to your left. So you're not against the back of the bar wall, but it's to the left of it. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. And it, it's at the end where Bacchus is at, by the way. You say that the doors are where Bacchus is sitting? The other the the other set of doors? It's just a single door. But single if there, door. if okay. the bar was was sitting against the eastern wall, Bacchus is at the northern end and right on the other side of the bar against the northern wall as a door. Okay. Sirkin, what would you uh, like to do? Um, Sirkin, I'll turn to Warren. He asked, Warren, is there something that you wanted to ask us? We're inside the, the tavern now. Um, Warren will step slightly to the side and say, look, I'm a little out of my element, not to mention a little out of my time, but if there is a means by which we could more subtly communicate with each other. You um, mean telepathically? I certainly oh. don't have that magic. Hand signals. <laughs> Hand signals. Only note of the Navy SEALs. <laughs> the only uh, drink is yesterday. Warren Warren uh, makes a like a hand gesture uh, at uh, Stabby, and then a translucent hand actually appears over Stubby's shoulder and like taps him on one side, and then kind of mo- moves around behind him before he has a chance to actually look, and then taps him on the other shoulder, and say there are various different ways to communicate, and um, he'll say a, um, a, a couple of uh, harsh hell uh, marys. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now, he'll, he'll he'll um utter a couple of uh harsher um uh syllables uh, in like common uh like maybe common words of, or of like draconic and he'll say there are and then switch back to common there are other ways that we can communicate as well. My um knowledge of languages is a little bit more esoteric than most though so i do not know what you all have to say on this Mm. i will gently nod at warren very gently that i understand what he's saying as not to give away that we have a that we're communicating i caressingly Mm. nod yes Consent, <laughs> knowingly. Consent. Will you sign this, please? Yeah. <laughs> I would like to cop a feel. Um, Could you please sign this? Warren, a little worried on if we have established an unspoken word of choosing a language. He says, well, I'm not a man of many languages or many tongues, but I mean, whatever you guys presume would be best. That's I mean, right, hard cookie. Word? Is that what we're all with? <laughs> Safe word. Santa's got a new bag. <laughs> Police. <laughs> it's just something I think we should be aware of. 
uh, if what Stubby has said is true, we have eyes on this more often than not. So what's the play here, guys? Um, a- after that, if nobody responds, um, then uh, then uh, Warren will just kind of like nod and he'll wander over to the bar and he'll put a gold piece on the bar and look at the bartender and says, put a sack at me. Put a sack at you? What? What does that get me? Oh, <laughs> a gold coin. What What alcohol does that get us? Well, it'll get you damn near the entire middle shelf for a gold coin. But are you looking for something in particular, my well, friend? if it's the whole middle shelf, then what does that get us on the top shelf? It'll get you two of the best drinks up on the top shelf. Imported then, directly from from Magnamar. Uh, I'm assuming Magnamar is a name that Ward would recognize. He would. It's been around for many, many years, thousands of years. It's a very uh, high-end metropolis uh, area that's part of the Inner Sea region. It's on the uh, west coast of the Inner Sea world. Uh, A lot of commerce comes and goes from there. Okay. Now, whether or not that booze is actually from there. Uh, I will do an insight check. Not that I'm terribly great at it. Sure. Oh, hey, that's an 18. 18? He looks as though he's speaking a genuine truth to you. Excellent. So I put down uh, two more gold coins, um, and I say, uh, how about we do five of those, and you can keep one for yourself. You can keep an extra one for yourself. Well, that's most appreciative of you. You see him kind of scratch his liver-spotted bald head, take the coins, and he lays out four glasses, and gingerly take, after he takes a bottle, Gingerly. Just, just, just for reference, yes. Warren is asking for five drinks with three gold pieces. Since he yes. said one gold piece is worth two of those. Oh, okay. right. Yeah. Okay. So he gingerly er, pours it in, making sure he doesn't spill anything, and he slides them across to you. And he says, uh, "Let me know if I can be of assistance for anything else, please." Hey, Bacchus, how you doing down there? And he makes his way down to the end of the bar. From the southern end of the bar, you see this old man. He looks very leathery, wearing type of denim, overall type clothing, as though he's some kind of a uh, of a handyman of sorts. He looks down. He says, Shay, you feeling so generous? Uh, you know, I'm kind of running low on my ducats a little here, and uh, be much obliged if you could top me off, stranger. Uh, I, I I look at him, and then I'll look at uh, um, Stabby, and I'll kind of like raise an eyebrow. I I look at uh, Warren and just kind of hmm, whatever, and uh, I will I move my drink. Uh, towards the gentleman at the end of the bar. Uh, Stabby is not much of the drinking kind, especially uh, now considering that uh, he believes that, that the, the group is being followed and he wants to be uh, have all of his faculties and wits about him. So I, I will uh, take the glass and walk down to the other end of the bar to the, uh, the gentleman. He grabs it very appreciatively and he says, Ooh. I haven't had one of these in a very long time. He takes just a sip of it, not pounding it back at all. But you can see he's he's already bloodshot eyes. His uh, his posture has already suffered for who knows how long he's been sitting in this bar. Uh, Warren will pass a drink to Flint and one to Sirkin and then uh, pick up his own and one more and... Um, uh, sit in front of Bacchus, or, or not sit in front of Bacchus, <laughs> place it in front of Bacchus, and uh, just kind of like nods and greeting to him, and then turns to his companions. You look at uh, the bartender, looks at you, and looks at Bacchus, and like points at you, like, Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, you fucking guy. You fucking yeah. guy. Back is so, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> I got his fangs up. They bought a couple of shit from me, and I, I done them right. Fixed up some of their shit. They're good to go. They're nobodies. Be in and out of Belhaim by the end of the night. He, meanwhile, he continues drinking his mead. Uh, Stebby um, would like to to ask the gentleman that he gave the drink to what what his name is, and enter into a conversation to try to see um, if he just starts talking to Stebby. How you doing? My name is Gregor. Nice to meet you, Gregor. Yeah, thanks a lot for the drink. Uh, I appreciate it. It's been a it's been a dry morning, you know. I ran out of coin a little while ago, and I was wondering if I was going to have to get back to work or not. And uh, glad I didn't have to. Uh, Gregor, where do you, where do you work? What what type of work do you do? Mason's Mason's Guild Hall, man. Mason's Guild Hall. What do you do there? Uh, we build shit. All day long, buildings, houses, everything. You name it, we pretty much built it all. Here in town only, or, or do you venture outside of Belheim? No, no, we just do it in Belheim. Um, people, basically handyman kind of stuff, you know. I run the place, but uh, lately time's been a little, little dry, unfortunately. Why, so why, why dry? People leave in Belheim. Nobody wants to buy anything here. Nobody wants to repair anything. They'd rather leave. Save the money, move out of town, then stick around, especially with all this this foolish cabal crap. Do you believe that's why people are leaving town? Is because of the cabals? Believe people are leaving town because there's no money left. I mean, everything's basically dried up. We haven't why been able to get any of the limestone out of the quarry and who knows how long now. We got whatever took over the quarry. These cabals totally preventing us from going and draining the thing. I mean, yeah, I'd have to say people leaving town. The one reason why I ain't making no coin. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, what, what, um, do you think if the kobolds were gone, that, that, uh, it would change the fortune of, of yourself in the town? Or is there something else that is keeping this town from flourishing? Ah. Who knows? I mean, one thing could uh, beget another and feed it along the line. I suppose if the kobolds were gone, they would uh, we would be doing better. But I mean, that's just that's just small pebbles in a pond right now. I mean, look at this place. This place has been around for a couple hundred years, and ever since that quarry got flooded, nobody wants anything to do with Belheim. We're like on the ass end of of the world right now. Why not? Um, People would rather go to Belkson or or Northwall or someplace else like that. Hell, even though Syrian's better than this place. I will uh try to like kind of like wave uh like over uh Gregor's head and catch Stabby's attention and just make a make a, a gesture of like if the Baroness has a particular um, mannerism about her that she frequents, or perhaps she has like her hair always done a certain way or something that is very distinctive about her. Warren is going to try to communicate to Stabby in a way to indicate that. Um, he is going to attempt to try to communicate to Stabby of getting an indication of what this person thinks of the Baroness Debbie. Oh, I see what you're going with. Okay. Make a uh, an insight to that, Stebby. Of what he's trying to convey. I think I'm smelling what he's cooking with a 17. Good deal. So you pick up on what he's trying to do. He's trying to get the get you to ask this man what he thinks about the Baroness Debbie. Um, Stebby um, is along the same lines of thinking of Warren in this case um, that he is interested in in this man's opinion of the Baroness. Um, so I, I look at uh, is it Gregor? Yeah, Gregor. Yeah, sorry, Gregor Linton. 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 Okay. 
Um, so what do you, um, you know, we, we met the Baroness when we first came into town and it oh, seemed like lucky you, <laughs> um, she seemed like quite the character. I, what, what do you think about her? Got a lot of coin, got a lot of coin. So like to show all of us how, how much more coin she's got than us. So if, if the town is so down on its luck financially without being able to get limestone, how is it that the Baroness is so flush with cash? What, what do you think? Well, it's obvious she comes from a, a long line in her family that made a lot of coin over time. I mean, she's, she didn't just happen into this town. She was born into the regality of this town. That is a word, right? Ah, fuck it. It's my word. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make it my word. The regality of this town. And I'm telling you right now, her daddy was born in this town as well. And they all came from money. You know, after Tula, the God rest his soul, that dragon slayer. Uh, yo, rock on. 69, dude. After she died, the devies took over this town. And uh, they've been gangbusters since. I mean, it was good for a while, sure. But she likes to let us eat cake. You know what I mean? Why, why do you think that... Uh... Why do you think that she wouldn't be more interested in this town being more financially prosperous? It seems like you guys are, that this town is teetering on the edge of collapse. What what good does that do the Baroness if the town collapses? I'm sure she has every intention on bringing prosperity back to Belhane. But the reality is that she can't get to the quarry. Nobody's going to get to that quarry with those kobolds out there. I'm telling you that right now, that was the number one influx of coin to Beldheim. And she had some great ideas about draining that quarry, but it ain't nobody gonna drain that quarry. Oh, and I said, can, you, can I get another one of these? Hey, yo, half-elf, you gonna drink yours? Yeah, yeah Sirkin, has Sirkin already drained his? <laughs> you gonna drink that thing or what's going on? <laughs> Pass it uh, on down uh, to daddy. That be gold to the, the bartender and, uh, and uh, nods. Could you, highly could you degrading get, uh, to lick one? the bottom of a shot glass, but I'm not above it. I'll do it, I swear. <laughs> I can't tell if this is acting or is this real big. <laughs> <laughs> right? Is this is this is this Brian or is this Gregor? <laughs> I'm not sure anymore. There's a quite fine line. <laughs> we split hairs on this podcast. <laughs> and he's like, you know, uh she's got every intention on on pouring some finances into this town, but the uh she's never gonna get near that quarry. I guarantee it, not with those kobolds there. So all her good intentions are just tears in a bucket. I mean, you take that that hung clay. So I know that, man. What? So I know that Gregal is inebriated, but is is there? Can I do a, I think a perception check to see if what he's telling me is genuine or not? Insight. 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 Sorry, insight check. Uh, rolled a 13. He seems genuine from what you can tell. Okay. Um, so I, I say to Gregor, what if I was to tell you that uh, that the Baroness um, has a plan for clearing out the quarry? A plan? This is just stem up overnight? I don't get it. Um, what if I was to tell you that she has hired um, a, a party of individuals to clear the... Uh, the quarry out of the kobolds. I would say that's probably the best plan she's come up with in a long time. You see his eyes start to get a little more clear at that. So now you, uh, the hell, what are you telling Gregor here? Um, oh, I didn't hear anything about this and, uh, I know you're not part of the community. So you wouldn't be at no town meetings or anything like that, but uh, what make you say something like that? Uh, just as we've come through town, we've heard some rumors that there's some folks that that may be uh, clearing the quarry. I don't know if it's true, but it it 
the where we heard it, it seemed like legitimate, genuine information. From my understanding, several people gone missing by the Kabols. And uh, I think that'd be a good place to start to make this town right again. Bring okay. back the power. Um, I I um, I thank Greg all for his time, and I I hand him a gold piece. He seems to be a little down on his luck, so I, I hand him a gold piece. Oh, baby, great! Thank you, I appreciate. It. Hey, bartender, one of those top ones. And you see the bartender come over there and stupid Greg all. Don't you have to be working? Oh, fuck it, I might as well give you another one. Ain't no way you're gonna be go back to work today. Smash your hand with a hammer or something. You see him pour one in, take the gold coin away. Make a perception check. Everybody. Everybody. Because I'm assuming you're all watching this. Warren. Uh, Warren only has an eight. He's probably actually taking inventory of the uh, top shelf while he's contemplating the ramifications of what he's overheard Gregor saying. Stubby. I rolled a one, but with half lane luck, I get to roll again. Uh, perception, right? Yeah, perception. Uh, rolled a, a nine. Nine. Circuit. 18. 18. Flint. Yeah. 19. 19. We have something resembling an Flint, you and Circuit noticed that the bartender only filled his shot glass halfway. And he looks at you two, basically like, don't you fucking say a word, man. Don't you say a word. And he walks down back to the other end of the bar next to Bacchus. You see Greg will take his glass, shoot it down, wipe off his mouth. In the meantime, you see the other two patrons that are sitting at the table get up, leave a couple silvers on the table, and walk out. So it's basically you four... Bacchus, Gregor, and the bartender at this point. I'll uh, sit down at a table with uh, my drink, which Warren has been very lightly nursing this whole time. Um, if it's like a, just a shot class, he's probably only about a third of the way through. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll uh, basically wait for the rest of the, the the party either to like decide that it's time to go. Or to it's go. a compulsion not to drink the whole thing because it's just so smooth, you know? There's zero aftertaste, zero bite to it at all. It's just, it's exactly what you would want in some kind of a of a, of a liquor of some type. Oh, look, my wife's calling me. It's not like I'm recording, right? <laughs> you want to know what I'm doing? Check me out. Roll the Hard 20 podcast. Anyways, um, <laughs> You hear Gregor mumble something, and uh, it's very difficult to make out from where you guys are at at this point. All right, I will uh, finish my drink and ask for another from the barmaid. A bartender, man. Bartender. Got something to choke you with this thing. He's Don't not, get your panties he, in a he's bunch. He's not nearly so nicely shaped as a barmaid. Yeah. And uh, I'll join uh, Warren down at the table. Uh, we're not sitting with um, Bacchus, right? No, he's a, he's standing up at the bar. Oh, Bacchus is at the bar? Yeah, yeah he's Warren. at one end of the bar. Gregor's at the other end of the bar. Warren went to the, the table that was... Uh, one of the three tables that are there. I don't know if you went to the one that just right. recently vacated or not. So, right. I thought he was uh, at a table by himself. Uh, Bacchus was. All right, so I'll just uh, wait for my drink and then ask Bacchus. So how's our gear coming along? Should be fine. Did you talk to Huey? No, not yet. We were told to come find you at the Greyhands. He's tight. He'll make it right for you. Everything you needed. Just as though I was there. Hmm. We so work on the same wave, wavelength, man. Oh, so you, really? You, you put your apprentice's uh, craftsmanship as well as yours, then. <laughs> no, but it's damn close. You want me to work on You can't afford me to be at that forge. But uh, 
appreciate the sentiment just the same. Hmm. But uh, I give you my word, you'll have no problem with your with your items. Uh, speaking Either of the shield or the, the chain mail or the daggers or anything else you needed. Perfect. Listen, I, I had a few questions that we might have not been able to ask you earlier. Um, we've heard quite a few parties try to clear out the quarry. Um, Got scratched at the door. Yeah. Luna! Have any word of what might have happened to them ever received back to town? Parties going out to the quarry. Ain't nobody come back from that quarry. In fact, <coughs> the, uh, the Baroness, she's asked several times that those residents move away from that side of the bridge and uh, get closer to town to be safer, but some damn hard heads out there. I might not be familiar with the lay of the land, but aren't the only residents on that end of the the town are the sorcerer and the baroness herself, along with the buried dead? Well, there is that, and there's the old leather works out there. Sorry. Who the hell's out that way? There's a, uh, there's a farm out that way. They refuse to come back on the side of the bridge, but yeah, that's who's out there. Hmm. Who might own that barn? The farm itself is a Pasara Odeo. <coughs> we try to get him to come back. He just a uh, hard head. You know, it stems from his daddy. Hmm. His daddy has his daddy been uh, heir to that land for long. And his his daddy and his grandpappy owned that land, and there was a time when they could go and get the limestone first. They were always first on the limestone, and uh, I don't know. He's hoping someday maybe one of the gods will come down and dry up the quarry. He'll strike it rich again. Till then, he's making nothing but furs out of squirrels and badgers and shit like that. <laughs> Idiot. Tries to sell me it for making armor out of that crap. What a moron. <laughs> All right. As, um, hey, Greyhound, another round. I'm my friend oh, no, here, no. the dwarf. Oh, no. I I, I do insist. And uh, Flint will No, you're buying you. this round, dwarf, right? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Another round on the dwarf. And uh, as Flint receives his drink, he'll bid him a good day and head back to Warden on the uh, empty table. To oh, where are you going with that drink? That drink's mine. No, I have my own. You have yours. It's on its way. Thank you. Shit's going to be ready soon. <laughs> Grappling hook, right? Climbing cleats, but yes. Same shit, different bucket. <laughs> Come on, Swirlo, give me another round. <laughs> you see gray hands walk over. I told you not to call me that. Pours him another round. Do you have some place to be? Meanwhile, Gregor, he looks at you, Sirkin, and he says, you're quiet one, aren't you, half-elf? Yeah, just kind of observing right now. A little tipsy. I don't know if I like being watched. You watching me, half elf? As bad as that fucking hunkley. Every stone I put on that fucking building. That old bastard touching, feeling, watching. Gods be damned with him. <sighs> Warren, you and. Stubby, you guys are at the table watching this exchange of this old man yelling at one of your comrades for, like, no reason. Completely unprovoked. 
Uh, how far away is the bar from where Warren is sitting? 12 feet, 15 feet. Awesome. So uh, Warren makes a little uh, gesture down. <laughs> Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Give me a few levels. No, uh, Warren uh, makes a, uh, a gesture uh, below the table where maybe Stabby can uh, see, but hopefully nobody else can. <laughs> right. And then um, the... Uh, <laughs> There, a translucent hand uh, pulls a bottle that is on the lower shelf on the farthest side from uh, the barkeep and just knocks it off the shelf. So is that the end where Gregel's at or where back? No, 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 the opposite end. The the furthest out of line of sight, just a bottle goes crashing. Okay, so that's by the northern door. Sure. You see Greyhands turn. What the fuck? And you see him run down. He actually goes out the door thinking maybe somebody had came in and tried to grab something. And so at this point, the barkeep has left gray hands. You see, it's just Bacchus, Grego, and the four of you. And That's Bacchus is all, you know what? I'm out of here. And he pounds his drink, looks around, sees nobody coming back from the back door, grabs one of the bottles off the lower shelf and actually leaves the front door. That's you didn't say anything. Man. I'll give you a discount. <laughs> Stupid tourists. Walks out the swinging doors, leaving the four of you and Gregor by himself. Where is Gregor still at the bar? Yeah, he's down at the southern end of the <clears throat> bar. And we're... Um... Stabby is still close to him. Or no, I'm at the table with Warren. Um, That's correct. Are we to Gregor's back? In yeah. The, the, okay. So I, I've been watching this exchange and the way that he treated Sirkin. Um, Stabby uh, gets up, draws his raper, rapier and comes up behind Gregor and holds it to his throat and says, um, I'd appreciate it if you would uh, speak... Ooh. Uh, a little kinder to my friends. I was kind to you, bought you a drink. I don't appreciate uh, you being uh, rude to my companions. Easy, easy, meant no offense. It's all right. Just uh, answering some questions, feeling a little run down. It's okay, man. Times are tough. You don't want to do this. I, I pushed the rapier a little bit into his neck a little bit and said, you don't know what I want to do. Let me tell you, Sheriff Ben Hovey, he won't dig this. Relax. It's all cool. What can I do for you? You may buy your next round. Meant no offense. Just a little down right now, you know? All things being equal. <laughs> So I, I ease up on my uh, rapier at his neck and, and I said, uh, I heard I overheard you say um, that you may have done some construction on Hun Clay's manor. What can you tell me about uh, his his uh, residence? Um, before he answers, I'll try to like kind of catch uh, one more time Stabby's eye and like motion toward the door that the barkeep was out of and kind of like gesture to the uh, main entrance um, with a, like a, like a come on gesture uh, to both him and uh, Gregal. Like you want them to follow you out the door? Like, I think it would be better if this conversation was continued on the road, possibly in the direction of Hunkley's Manor. He is completely clueless to what you're indicating at this time. That's fine. My my gestures were not to Gregal. They were to Stabby. Okay. Stabby? Uh, Stabby uh, looks at Gregal and says, uh, I'd like to, we need to finish this conversation outside. I want you to take what? us to Hun Clay's. What conversation are you talking about, man? The conversation that, so I take my rapier and I push it a little bit more into his God throat. Damn, and God damn. Well, hold on a second. I'm almost done. <laughs> I gave Slow Stabby the signal. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I grab uh, Gregor's arm with the rapier still at his neck and motion him off the the uh, chair and towards it's cool. the door. It's cool. Where are we going? Where are we going? I, I look at him square in the eyes and says, you're taking us to Hunt Clay's Manor. Oh, I'm not going back there. Fuck that. You can kill me right here in the street. I'll never I will, go back into that old man's house again. Uh, I, I kind of imagine at this point that Sebi has kind of like prodded Gregor at least to a standing position facing the door. And uh, Warren will will just uh, kind of be like, uh, just like measuring like a few gold coins in his hand, just like Okay, I can tell you back. shit I know about it, but I'm not going, I'm not putting one fucking foot in that house. No way. Uh, Flynn at that time will try to persuade him. Listen, kind sir. Um, we have offered you multiple drinks and the least you could do one. is- One. One drink. No, well, actually, you've my... had you've had two drinks from us. You see this? This is one. Don't make <laughs> me give you a third. Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> shocker! Look, we only ask you to take us to his lands. You've done work there as his handyman. Yeah, I, and... I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I know about it, but there's no fucking way I'm going then, into that house. You... Then do not. I heard about the, the dead kobolds on the doorstep. I'm not going near that door. I will um, uh, stride over to Gregor uh, and, like, kind of like, because I imagine with. Uh, I, I just have this mental image of, like, Stabby standing on, like, a stool behind him with a rapier, <laughs> like. <laughs> with, uh, and I will say, I'll cut look. You. Don't, you. don't go into the manor. Walk with us there, and tell us what you know on the way, and answer our questions. And once we get there, then you might have a few more drinks when you get back here. Sir, can you watching these guys strong arm this this old man? He's got gnarled hands, weathered, old. Could almost be your grandpa if you were full human. What do you think about this? Come on, Sergeant. We could take him. Yeah. How how close is Sergeant to like this encounter? He's probably like ten feet away. I mean, shit really got out of hand real fast. As soon as the barkeep and Bacchus left, I mean, it it immediately within like five seconds, everything escalated immediately to this point. Okay. It just got real. <laughs> uh, Sergeant's kind of like sick of it, so he's, he walks over to uh, Gregal, kind of grabs him by the collar and kind of pushes him out towards the front door. Damn. Come on, Gregal, just go. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what I know. I swear to God, I'll tell you what I know about home plays matter. And walk and talk. Let's go. Fucking hell, you're killing me. <sighs> what do you want to know? What can we expect? What what can we expect uh, to encounter inside? Look, that old crazy man was very specific about how he wanted his house built, this manor. Very detailed. And of course, some of the details still escape me, especially in my, forgive me, my condition. And you see, he's still got the fucking glass in his hand. Again, Does the DM still has a glass? In it? <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Junior? Again, is this character or uh, Brian here? It's like you know, we little built column that A, man. little column B. Right, we built that that mana seven years ago, and I guess uh, Balthus. I could call him Balthus now. He's dead, right? He ain't gonna come back, right? Hmm. Should always respect the dead. Uh, whatever. He gave very specific instructions to the building of this thing that all stones would be two and a half feet thick. 
Give me a smoke. <coughs> and he inspected each one of those stones with his hand and touched each one of those stones. What he pauses. He, pause, he pauses for a minute and says, "They were shipped in. He had them shipped in. They were not from the quarry. You know the the way he had this thing built. The floor, the floor plan, fairly simple, straightforward doors, hallways, fireplaces, windows. You know the typical." Uh, I did hear a rumor, though, that after we were finished with the bones of the manor, he employed some outside laborers. This is a strange part, because these laborers never stayed in the town. They never came into the town for supplies. I'm the number one supplier of anything in Belheim. And they never came to me for anything. And then one day it was finished. That's it. Done. Did they leave Belheim? During this time? Nobody ever really saw him. They saw him come in, cross the bridge. And nobody saw them come back across. You know, you think a job like that, they would need something, at least food. They were there for weeks. Nobody saw them alive again. You mentioned dead kobolds on his doorstep. Now, did he kill kobolds that attacked his home, or did someone... It just happened yesterday, when the witch tower blew up. Mule and Hod, the deputies, they went to his manor, there were two dead kobolds on his doorstep, charred to a, to a crisp. Don't you know about that? You're not getting me to touch anything in that house, or even the house itself. It's cursed. 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 Do you have the blueprints for this home that you built? You I are. do. I... I can sketch something out for you. No, I don't want the sketch. I want the originals. He took them. He took them. I'm sorry, but if we go back in, I'll sketch out what I remember. Can I do um, an insight check to see if what he's saying about sketching it out is legit? Sure. I like to hit on that as well. 19. He is scared shitless of you, and he is 100% truthful. Okay. Uh, I'll look at him and kind of like, because I imagine like we've been basically walking in the direction of Hunkley's Manor, and I'll kind of stop everyone for just a moment, and I'll say, I'll tell you what. I will give you one gold now. You provide us a sketch. I will give you three gold. If we use the sketch and it proves useful and beneficial to us, we will give you six more gold. That will be 10 gold total for you. Think of how many drinks that can get you. And I'll give you what I don't have. Hmm? I'll draw you the sketch. That's that's all I can do. I can't that, give you any more. That is fine. I am saying that you will get a very nice additional if the sketch that you provide us truly aids us. So any notes that you can think of, if there is something that you think of that is unusual, aside from perhaps the size of the stones, as you mentioned, make a note of that. Let us let us know that. If you it is him. useful, you will have enough gold to keep yourself in your cups for a couple of weeks. As you're talking, he leads you back into the Greyhands Tavern. You see, Greyhands is once again back behind the bar. And it's he's like taking inventory on the bottles behind the bar, and he's scratching his head, doesn't know what Bacchus has done. And you see uh, Gregor take like a napkin, some kind of piece of paper to 
and he starts and he pulls a pencil out from behind his ear and starts scratch sketching something out really quick he's like look i don't know what this is worth but here and he hands it to you and he extends the other hand pay me so i could get the hell out of here uh, i'll give him four gold he takes it and leaves and that sketch is now on your discord and i'll see you guys next session He's an old man. Is that what you think of me when we're at work? Oh, that was close, man. <laughs> I was oh, a little insight. Oh, shit. <laughs>Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave us that five-star review. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com. And be sure to check out the galleries. we got a lot of really interesting stuff posted there. And finally, join us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash RollTheHard20Podcast. There are ways for you to help out the show and pick up swag. So until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass full as you roll those hard 20s.